Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome back to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I know that on my last few solo podcast episodes, I focus on the last dance and the lessons and the nuggets and the wisdom that I've gotten from the last dance. And although I still have four episodes left to cover, I'm not going to do that today. Today, I'm celebrating the life of Mr. Solo. And if you're asking yourself, man, who is Mr. Solo? Just stick with me. You know, by hopefully by by the end of today's podcast, you'll have a better idea, a better inkling of who Mr. Solo is. But right off the bat, I can tell you that when I was 13 years old, Mr. Solo and his music. So let me just tell you, let me just start off by telling you, Mr. Solo was a member of the group, the gospel rap group, Gospel Gangsters. And so when I was 13 years old, that's when I started going to church. That's when I gave my life to Christ and accepted Jesus Christ in my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. Now, I know that in my podcast, I haven't really shared my faith. You know, there's 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 times when when I'll drop some nuggets in there about God and and talk about Jesus and and talk about, you know, um, how my faith plays an important part of in my life. And if you remember, if you've listened from the very beginning, if you remember the first episode of Mission Driven of this podcast, you'll know that the whole the way this started. Right. The way my mission and and uh, the type of drive that I have and the type of ambition um, to want to make a difference didn't start when I became a teacher. It didn't start when I became a principal. It didn't start when I became a full-time speaker. It started when I was 14 years old. And when I was 14, 15 years old, I was writing Christian rap songs. You know, I was writing gospel rap songs. And as I shared one time, the, the one of the main reasons that I did that was because that was my therapy. As I wrote, as I expressed myself, you know, with pen and pad, because back then it was, it was pen and pad, right? That was my way of just, you know, crying out to God, right? Through, through my lyrics or wanting people to know that, man, you know, in my times of loneliness or in my times of hurt, in my times of pain, because again, um, one of the biggest things that I went through as, as a child was growing up without a father. And so that void that I had, you know, there were several ways that I could have filled it, you know, and, and for for a while there, you know, as a, as a little kid, man, as a little fourth, fifth grader, you know, I was getting in trouble in school. So um, I know how it is when, you know, you have fourth grade kids, fifth grade kids who are already going to the office because they're acting up, they're starting fights, they're, you know, cussing out teachers. That kid was me. And so as a, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old kid, that's how I was trying to fill that void, you know, and, and just, just misbehaving, man, just being a bad kid, you know? Um, and so anyways, at 13, I gave my life to Christ. And, and I remember, man, I remember that when I gave my life to Christ, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop listening to, to rap music, man. I mean, cause how can I listen to rap music if I'm, you know, trying to live this, this life dedicated to God. Right. And, you know, as as a 13 year old, you know, I was listening to Dr. Dre. I was listening to Death Row and and Snoop and the Dog Pound and Tupac. And, you know, um, I got my East Coast feel by listening to Biggie, 
you know, so that was the type of music that I listened to, you know, Ice Cube, Easy, all that stuff. It was hardcore stuff. And when I got saved, when I started going to church, I was like, I can't listen to that, you know. And so um, I remember the the journey, right, the the journey to find, you know, good Christian rap music or music that would edify me and help me out um, began. And so I remember one of the one of the guys at church told me, well, you got to listen to this. This is Christian rap. And it was DC talk. And I was like, oh, it's not what I'm really used to. And no offense to DC talk. I mean, Toby Mac is dope. My daughter. In fact, that was the first concert that I took my daughter Isabella to to the Toby Mac concert. And if you guys know about DC talk, Toby Mac was a part of DC talk. So no offense to DC talk, but I wasn't, there was no way that I could, I could listen to that rap because it just didn't, didn't resonate with me. Right. And so anyways, like I said, there was, um, there was little rap that I could listen to, um, at that time or so I thought. And so I remember going to, um, to town East mall, right. In Mesquite, Texas. So all my Dallas peeps or Texas peeps who, who are listening to this podcast, you're probably like, yeah, townie. So I remember going to town East mall. Cause back then it wasn't about streaming on Spotify or streaming on Apple music. It was about going to a CD store or a tape store. Okay. And we're going to get to the tape part here in a little bit, but going to a CD store to a tape store and actually buying a cassette, buying a CD, and so I go to, you know, Town East Mall, I go into Sam Goody uh, music and I go to the Christian rap section. So Christian rap section, you got like four albums, you know. And so uh, one of the albums that was there was DC Talk. Another one was T-Bone. Another one was, um, I think, I think they had Carmen there. Yeah, they had like Carmen. Uh, and again, I love Carmen, but he's not a rapper, at least not the type of rapper that I was used to. And then there was the gospel gangsters. And I remember um, picking up the CD because the way it was, the, the way it was laid out was that you had the CDs on top and right under there were the cassettes. And so the CDs were always better because you could see the cover better and you could see the, the song titles on the back and it was, it was better, but uh, I was going to have to buy a cassette because, you know, we, we were, we were poor back then, man. So although, you know, CDs were coming out and, you know, cassette tapes were becoming extinct. Cassette tapes were cheaper. And at our house, we didn't have a CD player. So I was going to get the cassette. But anyways, I'm looking at this Gospel Gangsters CD cover. And I'm like, yo, this this Gospel Gangsters, you know, off the bat, you're like, man, that's isn't that kind of an oxymoron, Gospel Gangster, you know? And so on the front cover, you got these four guys, man. You know, one's holding like a, AK, another one is holding uh, another pistol. Another one is throwing up gang signs. And then you have the Bible on the floor. And I'm like, man, this, this can't be, this can't be Christian rap. This can't be, I mean, what's up with this? You know, like, is this in the wrong section or is this like just being blasphemy or something? And um, I was with this guy who's still a friend of mine, right? So Nelson Solatis, Nelson, if you're listening or uh, anybody who knows Nelson, man, Nelson, I was with Nelson Solatis. And my brother and, and two other people from the from the church that I was attending. And Nelson was like, nah, bro, check out, check out the back. Look at the back. Look at the back cover. So again, let me paint this picture. The front cover had four guys with guns, right? And one of them, actually three guys with guns and one of them throwing up gang signs. And the Bible was on the floor. But when you turned over on the back cover, the guns were on the floor. 
and the guys were holding up the Bible. And I was like, oh, yo, that's, that's pretty cool, you know? So I ended up buying the cassette tape, and man, can I just tell you that that cassette tape was played all the time because gospel gangsters, they they were real. They were real about who they were. They were real about, you know, living a life of, of you know, of being a gangster, living a life of crime, of doing that, but yet God changed their life. And, you know, you can tell fake, you can tell what's authentic. You can tell what's real. And these guys were real as can be, man. But it wasn't just that they were glorifying this, this gangster lifestyle. What they were doing, what they were doing is that they were glorifying God and, and what God had done to change their life. And now this good news, right? This good news that, that they had gotten this, this salvation, this redemption. Now they were going to share it to the world. They were going to share it as their ministry. So I always called Christian rap and I know now it's called Christian hip hop, right? If you go on Twitter or if you go on Instagram, if you go on Facebook, you know, there's all this talk about CHH and I was like, well, what's CHH? And it's like Christian hip hop, Christian hip hop. But to me, when I listened to the gospel gangsters, it was gospel rap because what they were doing is that they were sharing the good news. And that's what the gospel stands for, the good news. And so um, listening to the gospel gangsters, um, it just made it like, yo, these guys and I'm not saying I'm some sort of gangster that was shooting up people. But again, they <clears throat> the way they rapped and how they rapped and the type of beats that they had and uh, and their flow and their style. I mean, it 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 was similar to what I was used to with Tupac, with with Death Row and but they had the message of God, right? They had the, the message of the good news. And I was like, yo, I can, I can relate to this, right? Because again, one of the reasons why I listened to Tupac or why I listened to Snoop or why I listened to Dre, not only because they had, you know, dope beats and dope lyrics, but there were certain things that I could connect, especially with Tupac, you know, and you guys who have heard my podcast from the very beginning. I mean, I did an episode on Tupac, but I could relate to what Tupac was saying, you know, and, and Tupac was, was one of the first persons, um, that I listened to one of the first rappers, excuse me, that I listened to who, uh, who brought that social conscious rap. And so again, you know, I could connect, I could connect to what, what the gospel gangsters were saying in their music. And so, man, it was just, it was good. And I say all that to say this. Okay. So in, in the gospel gangsters, you had solo, Mr. Solo, you had TikTok, you had DJ dove and you had uh chili chill, right? Chili baby. Uh, but Mr. Solo, to me, was the leader. And to me, Mr. Solo, and I'm not knocking on the other guys, to me, Mr. Solo was 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 the best. You know, and in fact, you know, as, as today was going on, um, I was just listening to other, you know, veterans of the Christian rap game of, of gospel rap talk about how, you know, Mr. Solo was top five in uh, top five rappers, you know, Christian rappers of all time. And th there's no disagreeing. I mean, he's great. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get to that. A little bit later so again connected with gospel gangsters um and even though you know we had you know we had d-boy you know i can't forget about d-boy especially being in dallas d-boy rodriguez was one of the first you know um pioneers of, of christian rap music but his style was more east coast and, and he had some good tracks right don't get me wrong but again i was i was a west coast guy you know what i'm saying even though i was living in dallas i was a west coast guy because I listened to, you know, to, like I said, Dre and Snoop and Pac, you know, and 
I'm listening to gospel gangsters and I'm thinking, man, how can I serve God? Right. How, how can I, you know, at this age, you know, at 13, 14 years old, how can I, you know, all this anger, all this rage that I have and everything that God is, is dealing with me, what can I do? And so I started writing rap music, you know, and, um, because not only was that my therapy, but I saw these guys that did it and they use it as their ministry. And as an early, at an early age, man, I always knew that, that I wanted to help other people. You know, it's kind of like, um, one of those things where, you know, that this is your calling, even if you don't know what a calling is specifically. So at 14 years old, didn't know what a calling was, but I, I knew that I wanted to share with people like, look, God changed my life, you know? And, and although I wasn't some big gang banger, you know, God, you know, took my pain and, and healed me from my pain, you know, of not having a dad in my life of, of seeing the things that I saw, you know, and, Again, if you're unfamiliar with my story, some of the things that I saw growing up was my father physically abusing my mom in front of me. You know, I saw my father doing drug deals. I was in the passenger side of his car as he did drug deals. I saw my father, you know, drunk and high a majority of the time, you know, so my father wasn't a part of my life. And when he left, you know, when he left my mom and he left my older brother and he left us alone, there was that big void. And so I needed something that was real. I needed something that, that could, um, like I said, at the beginning, fill that void. And to be honest with you, you know, I, I needed a father, you know, and God became my father. And I remember, you know, when I gave my life to Christ, I remember not knowing how to pray, but this is these, these, um, these few words I do remember praying and it was God be my father. Yeah. That was my prayer. Like, Lord, just, just be my father because that's what I need. And so, I'm listening to gospel gangsters, you know, I'm mimicking their style. In fact, my first rap name, because you, you had to have a rap name, right? <laughs> you had to have a rap name. And uh, although my brother called me Chancho, by the way, my brother, like that, that's his nickname for me that still loves, still lives on to this day. Chancho, Chanch. Uh, <laughs> there's no way I was going to go out there like, yo, what up? Give it up to Chanch. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up for Chanch. Now, there was no way I was going to go out there and let that be my rap name. Um, so my first rap name was gospel dog, right? The gospel dog, right? Because again, the gospel and then dog, you know, and Snoop was, man, I love Snoop, you know? And so, uh, I'm doing, um, I'm doing little rap, you know, songs here and there. And, and, uh, again, just being inspired by, by the gospel gangsters and what they're doing and, and their CDs. And, and, you know, the first CD that I listened to them was gang affiliated. And then, you know, two years later, you know, they come out with, um, with do or die, you know? And so uh, there's some of the memories that I remember, you know, is, uh, bumping, right? So bumping means you're listening to this music, bumping, you know, gospel gangsters and, and a friend of mine named Niall, right? Niall's Camaro, right? So, Obviously, I didn't drive back then, but, you know, Niall would sometimes pick me up and, and take me to youth service. And back then it was all about bass. Right. So you had a car and you had some big speakers and man, you made sure that they had bass. Right. And so this is one of the songs that we used to bump to.
Did you guys hear that bass? That's old school, baby. That's that early 1990s bass music, man. So, again, that's what uh, that's what we used to bump to. That's on Gang Affiliated, man. That was one of the songs, one of the little interludes in the album. And so, um, remember that. Those are some of the things that I remember. I also remember um, going to the Gospel Gangster concert. So, I actually had a chance to go see the Gospel Gangsters in concert. And I know that they played... I remember that they played at the Bronco Bowl, which is no longer open. So the Bronco Bowl was in Oak Cliff. And uh, my cousin, Big Ed, he's actually the one that took me because, again, I was 14, man. I wasn't driving yet, 14, 15 years old. And and he took me. And I remember actually uh, meeting them and getting their autograph and, and buying a T-shirt. So, man, I was that fan. You know what I'm saying? And so here's a funny story. So I buy the shirt, right? And the shirt is, um, you know, it said do or die on the front. And, uh, and I remember wearing it to school, man, you know, actually me and my buddy, you know, Ricky Alanese, man, we wore that shirt to school and right after the day after the concert, we wore it and they made us take it off. You know, the administration was like, no, that's gang related. And we're like, nah, these guys are like gospel gangsters. These guys are, this is Christian rap, you know, and so I know it says gangster on there. So you got to take that shirt off. And so that's one of the funny things, man. But, um, like I said, you know, I was writing music and, and I started recording. So I started recording in the studio when I was 15 years old, you know, and, and this little house studios, man, just again, just trying to, you know, make some tracks because, you know, when I first started rapping, I was rapping over instrumentals, you know, and I think I mentioned this in one of my early podcasts that the instrumentals that I would use were like Biggie's instrumentals and and, um, you know, Tupac instrumentals. So I would take those instrumentals and, and write my own rap lyrics over them, you know? And so then when I became, when I turned 15, I was like, well, man, you know, I gotta, I gotta get my own beats. Right. And so I hooked up with a couple of different people and because musically I just didn't have it, man. I mean, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew what sound I wanted, but musically I just, you know, I wasn't gifted, man. And, and I remember even, you know, wanting to buy a keyboard and wanting to buy an NPC 2000, right. To, to make some beats and I just couldn't do it. I could do it, you know, on the table, right? I can, I can, <laughs> I can make beats on, on a table and stuff. Like I'm in the cafeteria, which kids still do, by the way, you know, middle school, high school kids still will be in the cafeteria making beats and stuff. Um, but I just couldn't do it like on an NPC 2000. That wasn't my gift, but I could write, I could rap a little bit, you know, I had a, a, a you know, I had a decent flow, you know what I'm saying? And so I started working on my album when I'm 15, 16 years old. And it's, a, it's about a two-year process. And, and within that, you know, that's, man, I go through so much, you know, through the process of, of recording my album, which I entitled Call to Be Free. Um, but my album didn't come out till I, um, till I turned 17, you know, and I graduated from high school. And so one of the things that I remember that I can connect with the gospel gangsters, because like I said, I met them briefly. You know, they, they, they signed their CD for me. I bought their T-shirt. But when I released my album, I remember I was sending it to different people. So I sent it to um, to Holy Terror. So back then, Gospel Gangsters were under the Holy Terror Records. And Holy Terror Records was owned by DJ Dove, um, who, again, was one of the members of the Gospel Gangsters. So I sent it to Holy Terror. I sent it to Grape Tree. And I sent it to, um, I think, Metro, Metro One, right? So Metro One. And so maybe two other, you know, um, Christian rap labels or whatever. And, uh, I remember getting the call one day, man, and it's DJ Dove from the gospel gangsters. 
And DJ Dove's like, yo, you know, listen to your album. You know, I like it. There's actually this track that I want to use. You know, I want to use the, you know, at the horn section, right? So there was this beat in the song that I did, um, living the life, right? Living the life. And there's this horn section and he wanted to actually like sample it. So he wanted to talk to me about it. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know? And so, um, but I never got the chance to meet the gospel gangsters because a little bit after that, I think, um, I don't know what happened. All I do know is that, um, solo chill and TikTok. you know, they separated from, from DJ Dove, you know, they went their own ways. So, don't know what it is. I'm not even going to speculate on what it is, but I do know that DJ Dove was no longer part of the gospel gangsters. So they were on their own. And so they left Holy Terror, um, the gospel gangsters, which was now, like I said, solo TikTok and chilly chill. And they went with be right music and be right. Music was actually, um, owned by Kirk Franklin. I, I believe, uh, I know Kirk Franklin was one of their first artists or whatever. And so, they were with them and that's when they came out with another album because again there was a there was probably about a three three to four year period man when where we're like yo when's the new gospel gangsters album gonna come out and i remember i remember this being at the bronco bowl being at their concert and they were like yo this is gonna be the next album you know they said it was gonna be called two g's i was like yo where's two g's coming out right and so it never did um the next album that came out was called i can see clearly now and so um you know, I was doing, like I said, 1999, my album came out and for about a year, year and a half, you know, maybe two years, you know, I was doing a couple of shows, you know, at local churches, um, had a chance to, to go to Orlando and do a show, I had a chance to go to Mexico and do a show. And, um, but eventually like it just stopped. Like, I, I don't know what happened. And just seriously, like I was getting invited and then eventually it just stopped. And, um, and maybe I just didn't hit it, hit it hard enough, you know, in, with regards to the marketing and all that. Cause I didn't have any, I didn't know about any of that. I'm just like, look, I just want to share my story. Right. But in the music business, which is just like the speaking business now, it's not just so much about your message. It's like, Hey, how do you present that message? Right. And so in 2001, I started, I stopped, I stopped rapping, you know, like really pursuing that because it's like, yo, it's, it's not going to happen, you know? And, and I didn't, I guess I didn't give myself th that opportunity, but I was like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's going to happen. And I, and I, you know what, let me, let me share why I thought that. <clears throat> so, like I said, um, I talked to DJ Dove and I, I sent my, my demo, my album to, you know, several Christian rap labels or whatever, or just Christian labels period. Right. And I, the only one I, I only heard from two people, right. I heard from DJ Dove and it's because he wanted to sample um, a part from one of my songs. And then I heard from uh, Grape Tree Records and Grape Tree, man, I was like, yo, I can get on Grape Tree because Grape Tree was located in Austin, Texas. Like I can get with Grape Tree and they had Little Rascal from Houston. They had Nuwan from Houston. Like, yo, I can do this. They had Nolly Williams. He was actually the owner and he was located in, in Texas, Round Rock, Texas, to be exact. And, uh, but I remember the phone call with them. It was like, yo, he's like, uh, we received your demo, but, uh, you know, you don't really fit the, gra the grape tree style. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, we're looking for people who sound like no limit and stuff like that. And man, I kid you not. I was like, you know, that's the problem with, with, um, Christian hip hop, man. It's like, you guys want to be too much like, you know, the secular artists, you guys want to be too much like them. Like you got to be yourself. So I remember saying that, man. And that, I guess that for sure probably was like, yo, we really don't want this guy. If he's going to be, you know, talking back to us like that. And so, um, 
obviously didn't didn't pan out with with grape tree but um you know what in thinking about that that's one of the things that i that i loved about the gospel gangsters is that they never try to fit a mold right they never try to be like anybody else they were themselves and though they sounded right they had a similar you know um style to west coast rap gangster rap man they it wasn't that wasn't their their number one purpose their number one purpose was not to be like no limit like grape tree was trying to do like seriously if you look at grape trees um like album covers like they they mimicked what no limit was doing but gospel gangsters man they were just committed to just sharing the gospel sharing the good news and so like i said i stopped i stopped working on on music and uh, I would I would rap every now and then. And there were times when I would get back in the booth and and I would do songs here and there. But nothing really where I got another album out. You know, there's a couple unreleased tracks out there. You know, and in fact, on one of my episodes, I think it was the fourth or fifth one that uh, that I recorded, man. I actually played a track that I did with my with my with my cousin, you know, from Chicago and his and my homeboy Gilly. You know, uh, we did this track called uh, man. Why is it? This was on the top of my head. Um, if I should die. Right. So again, that's, that's on one of the podcasts. So, you know, we did that track. So again, you know, there were times when I did rap, but never where I did another album. Right. Um, but I do have an album out there. All right. Like I said, like I've said before, there is an album out there. Um, it's not on Spotify, but maybe, maybe I'm going to put it on Spotify. All right. So there is an album out there, but I, I stopped, I stopped doing that. I, I started focusing on my school, I started focusing on education. In fact, in 2001, when I stopped, that's when I started working for, for Garland ISD, you know, and so um, the school district that I worked for, for, you know, 14, 15 years, and I was a teacher aide and I was going to college. And so that was my focus, right? That was my focus. It wasn't so much about um, becoming a gospel rapper again, because again, that was, my, that's what I thought I was going to do. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why I never took the SAT or the or the ACT, because I was like, man, I'm going to be a gospel. I'm going to be a Christian rapper, man. I'm going to be traveling and all that, you know, <laughs> I said, I'm going to be doing all that, man. So I don't need to take my SAT or ACT, you know, because I'm going to be, you know, just ministering, man. And so obviously it's not how it panned out, but you know, one of the things that I love about the gospel, right. About the good news is that, you know, in Romans eight twenty eight it says that in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those that love him. And so when I think about that verse, you know, to me, it means in all things, right? Whether good or bad. Now, it doesn't say that in there, but but I, you know, the way that I read it in all things, whether good, whether bad, whether, you know, it's the way you planned or the way you didn't plan. God is working for the good of those that love the Lord. And so um, didn't make it as a Christian rapper, right? But. You know, I, I started working for Garland ISD and is and man, think about all the lives that I impacted, right? All the students, you know, all the teenagers, all the teachers that I worked with, all the parents that I helped, man. You know, that was that was God working it for the good. So during this time, you know, I, I really didn't listen to Christian rap that much because um, as I said before, one of the things that I that I was noticing in the Christian rap industry was that they were trying to sound more like, you know, secular artists, you know, and secular for those who don't know what that means. It means artists who aren't, you know, per se Christians, right. Who aren't talking about Jesus or Christ or God, or, you know, whatever you want to say. Right. 
And so I stopped listening to most new Christian rap, you know, in the early 2000s. You know, I really wasn't. I know a lot of people love Lecrae and, and there's some, you know, Lecrae songs that I've gotten into. Um, but I, I, I was I preferred my my, you know, 90s Christian rap. You know, it's, it's funny, right, because I kind of still feel the same way about hip hop nowadays. Right. There's some you know hip hop that I like now, some rap that I like now. But man, give me 90s rap any day, you know. And so um, I stopped listening to new Christian rap, you know, but there was always, though, there was always exceptions, you know, and those exceptions for me were the cross movement. I love the cross movement, man, who, you know, somebody that I know said, Hey, the cross movement is like the Christian Wu-Tang. Right. And so, um, the cross movement, little rascal, love the rasp, man. And T-Bone, you know, and one of the reasons why I got into T-Bone because he was Latino, man, you know, so he had songs like Crazy Hispanic and stuff, and he would rap in, in Espanol, and and I got down with that, man, and he's from Nicaragua, you know, so there's that Central America connection, I'm part Guatemalan and stuff, and so listen to Little Rascal, listen to the cross movement, listen to T-Bone, but man, number one, number one all the time was was the Gospel Gangsters, you know, and, and even to, to this day, you know, not just because of, of, you know, what happened with Mr. Solo, um, even to this day, you know, there are times when, man, I just want to listen to the gospel gangsters, man. And I'll still, I'll still jam them. Right. And this is, this is an album that came out in 1993 and their other album that came out in 1996, man. And so, um, yeah, that's the impact. That's the impact that they had on my life and specifically solo. So why am I doing this podcast today? Why am I talking about gospel rap and Christian rap and Mr. Solo and gospel gangsters? Um, two reasons. One reason is because ever since I had Ian Humphrey on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, which was a great podcast, by the way, and thank you so much for the feedback that you guys gave me on the Ian Humphrey podcast. You guys enjoyed his story, loved his story, and I loved it too, man. You know, the passion as he shared his story um, was just great. And so ever since then, I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to invite people to um, not so much educators, because I know in, in my early in my early podcast that, you know, I would have educators and I'm still going to have educators and stuff. Uh, but I want to I want to give people that opportunity to share their story. And so man, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start, you know, reaching out to, um, to like these Christian rappers that I used to listen to, because I know they have a testimony and I know, you know, some of them that I follow on, on Instagram or social media, they're, they're still doing their thing, man. So I just, I want to, I want them to share their story on my podcast. I'm going to ask them, you know, not, not to say that they're going to say yes, but I'm going to ask them. And so the first one that came to mind was Mr. Solo. And, uh, we actually connected on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, man. And I was like, man, I, I got to just ask him. And so for weeks, for weeks, you know, I was just like, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to email him. And in fact, you know, I'm looking at my planner and I'm writing it down like email solo, email solo. And I never do it. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm talking about the gospel gangsters today. And here's the second reason, because last night as I was going to bed, you know, just before going to bed, I'm just scrolling through Facebook or whatever. And uh, I see a, a post from from Chili Chill. OK, because so right now the, the two remaining gospel gangsters are just Chili Chill and Mr. Solo. And so there was a post on Chili Chill um, from Chili Chill, excuse me. And he he's where he shared that um, Mr. Solo passed away last night. And when I saw it, I was like, there's no way, man, like there's no way. And I even, you know, 
I don't usually comment on stuff like that. Um, but I, that's the first thing that was my, my first initial reaction was like, there's no way, you know? And so I, I typed that in, in the, in the, in the comment section. And, uh, sure enough, man, you know, you start, you know, looking through other feeds and stuff and yeah, sure enough, you know, T-Bone, you know, put it out that he died. And then, you know, I look at Mr. Solo's, you know, personal page, because like I said, we connected through Facebook a couple of weeks ago and on his personal page, you have all these, you know, um, people talking about how he passed away. And I was like, man, this, this is crazy, man. I was going to ask this guy, this guy's been on my heart. He's been on my spirit, man, to just ask him. And like I said, there was no guarantee that he was going to do the show. Um, but I wanted to give him that, that shot and I wanted to let him know that, look, man, after all these years, you know, after all these years, like, you know, your music, you know, your ministry, um, blessed my life, man, and impacted my life. And what's, what sucks now is that I don't, I don't have that opportunity to do that, you know, because it's not so much about me and just having solo on my show. It's about, man, it's kind of one of those things that, that you want to give people, um, the flowers while they can, while they can smell them, right. Don't give them all this praise when they die and pass away. Like you want to let them know now. And so, man, I didn't get that chance to do that. And so, uh, it just, it, it, it stinks, you know? And so, um, that's why I'm doing this show. That's why I'm talking about Mr. Solo. And I'm talking about the gospel gangsters. I'm talking to, I'm taking it way back. Right. And talking about the gospel gangsters because, um, man, they, they impacted my life. And as I've seen through, different Twitter feeds today and different Facebook posts today. And T-Bone even did an Instagram, Instagram live, you know, where they, where they pay tribute, man, they pay tribute, you know, to, to, uh, Mr. Solo, you know, you saw how many people were impacted by his ministry and that's powerful. You saw other Christian rappers, man, you know, like dynamic twins and, um, you know, Gigi, MC Gigi, you know, who's from Dallas as well, D-Boy's sister. And just talk about, the impact that the gospel gangsters had on Christian rap, Christian hip hop. And so I'm not going to have the chance to do the show with Mr. Solo. But before I do the next part of this episode, I just want to just want to say this, that though we were mourning him right now, right, we're mourning him here on Earth, man, we can celebrate his life and we can celebrate the fact that he's he's with God, man. You know what I'm saying? He's with Jesus. Like he, he finished his race. He, he, he ran the race, man. And, and he's, he's celebrating. So we can take comfort in that, but my prayers and my thoughts are with his family. My thoughts and prayers are with Chili Chill and his, his kids, you know, man. So my prayers to Mr. Solo, his family, Chili Chill. All right. So what we're going to do now though, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk about, I'm going to play and just talk about 25 verses, man, that just really, really, I believe are one of his best verses because this, this guy was super, super talented, you know, and super gifted and he was super anointed as well. So I'm going to just play them. There's some that I'll, I'm going to talk about a little bit, but just so you can hear, just so you can hear him like, and, and hopefully, you know what, hopefully as you listen as you listen to these lyrics, as you listen to these, you know, 30 to 45 second, you know, clips, man, maybe there's going to be something in there that's going to just bless your life and speak to you. All right. So here's the first one, right? It comes from the song Before Redemption. This is the one that started it all. Here it goes. 
shots rain like thunder. How do I keep from going under? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder, will I ever amount to anything good? I'm in the zoo called America, trapped in the cage called the hood, where they got me acting like a beast. I'm dealing with my khaki crease and got stuff pack a piece. I'm not an animal, but my mind is cased up. I'm number of days, but if I gotta go out, I'm going out while my gaze bust. The dangerous vicious, hard hitting, ferocious, most ever notorious, mad gangster, OG evil, and outlaw. Got this AK and I'm ready to spray like me. All right, that was before redemption. That was just you know just a little couple bars from before redemption. But this is the next one, mobbing. He said they call me cool when I busted a 380. Then Jesus saved me. Now they call me crazy. <laughs> Solo was ahead of his time, man. All right, here's the next one. Comes from the song Testimony. Now this track, man, this this one was powerful because in this song, um, all three members of the Gospel Gangsters talked about how, you know, Jesus Jesus changed your life, you know. So in, in essence, right, they shared their testimony. <laughs> yeah. Them old double Jesus back to break you off another dub from the fat sack on whack. Hey dub, give him something cool too. sin is like five to ten in the pen so i gave my life to christ and got born again dope 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 so here's the next one this is a lot of people's favorite song it's called why can't the homies hear me and i remember you know even me you know that's one of the the things that um when i got saved is that you know there's a lot of people 
when you start going to church, right, when you start changing your life and, and wanting to do better, you you lose people. Right. And not necessarily because you want to, but a lot of people don't don't always understand, you know, why you're wanting to change or they don't understand the the conversion that you've had. Right. And so you're trying to share this information. You're trying to share this good news and they just they don't want to hear you. And so this song was fitting. Right. Why can't the homies hear me? After he died, we, we realized it's not worth it. It's not worth your life. Please drum near me so my homies can hear me. All right. So the next two songs, um, just want to talk about this because I mentioned earlier that solo was ahead of his time, you know. And so the next two songs, um, one of one of the first one is called One Time. And in this song, they talk about how, you know, they understand that there's police brutality. You know, it exists. And so you really got to understand why they did this this song, because, again, these guys are from South Central L.A. These guys are from Los Angeles. And when this album came out, it was around the time when, um, you know, the Rodney King beating. And if you guys don't know about that, you know, Rodney King was was beaten by by the police, you know, and there was video footage of that. And so um, the song was called One Time and it wasn't a diss to the cops. You know, it was, you know more of like, yo, I wish one time got saved and not all cops. Right. Because even in the, there's a, there's a line in the song where it says, you know, not all, not all cops are bad. Right. There's cops for Christ. You know, there's an organization called cops for Christ, but so they had that song called one time. And then the other one, you know what, let me just play one time. Then we'll get to the next one. All right. But again, this, you know, socially conscious rap, man, again, ahead of its time. And again, man, uh, to think that this was, you know, early 90s, you know, we're talking about police brutality. And yet here we are in 2020 and we're still dealing with issues about police brutality. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Here's another public service announcement. I come with more boom because the bounce went straight out the window with justice and silly tricks. When it went out, in came the Billy Sticks. And if a hitting five kicks don't phase you, brand the spirit because he finna get his taser. And even though the human body can't take heat, you'll get shot with more watts than Great Street. And before some people get locked up, they get cuffed up, socked up, and locked up. In a life where you got to be safe, that black. Cause it ain't enough to have your gas. Can you guys hear that West Coast influence, right? Can you hear those keys? Man, that's, that's West Coast all the way. So that was one time. I wish one time got saved. Just a little, you know, snippet of it. And the next one is called Tears of a Black Man. And I, I'm not going to do it justice by playing a little, you know, 30 second clip of it. So definitely listen to it. But um, 
one of the lines that always stood out to me was um, when he talked about, you know, I have the mind of Benjamin Banneker, but I'm only good enough to be a janitor. I mean, man, I'm telling you, man, this guy, his, his lyrics were, were top notch. So let's listen to that part. It's not like I want to be, but I got to do something to leave reality. I get upset, what's the use of trying to see it come? I can't get a job, although I fought in Vietnam. My life was on the line, but this country society's a bully because they keep trying to punk me. Just swoop down on me like a hungry vulture. It stripped me of my heritage, drug and culture. You taught me history according to another man. You label me derelict, but that ain't who I really am. I got the mind like the kind of Benjamin Banneker. Still, I'm only good enough to be a janitor. My pocket is void, so I'm paranoid. I fed out thousands of bats, still I'm unemployed. My baby's running out of milk, so I'm restless. Don't give me cheese, give me a job and some justice. You say you're going to give me justice, son. But it seems to me just dust get done. Lord, please, as I fall to my knees. And plead to God, cause the court I never hear my pleas. And if my soul screams for being angry for years, no one hears. Only God can wipe the tears of a black man. Powerful, 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 you know, just uh, again, you know, ahead of its time, maybe, or just the fact that things really haven't progressed in our society as as much as we want to say that they have. And not to say that there hasn't been any progress, but the fact that, you know, uh, minorities, African-Americans and Latinos are still, you know, um, mistreated, still discriminated against, you know, it's, it's real. And that's one of the things that that I love about music and I love about the gospel gangsters and that I love about even other rappers. Right. Who may not be, you know, considered Christian rappers when they talk about real issues in society. And so that's that's a powerful song, man. Tears of a Black Man. Definitely, definitely need to check that one out. Now we're getting into the second album and the second album, like I said, was called Do or Die. All right. And so this first one, I love it, man. This was actually the first song on the album. And I knew the album was going to be dope. It was going to be fire because Solo, as always, he killed it. Here it goes. My dog slipped the pistol, ripped, blasted. Caught him in his back and now I'm rapping in front of his casket. Now you can't just as well as well as cold. My word is good as gold. Homies claim they homies, but they phonies because they fold. Now as this told, stroll with me down another life. Hold on tight because the brightest day is darkest night look to the right as you see your brown me go pursue you they was pointing like they knew you they just jack is trying to do you wait a minute let you grab your get them up off me because ain't no killing you softly you peep that deep so now you gotta reach for the put them to sleep you boys i root for your decease and with your enemies rest in grief that took your homies life away from him like a thief i've been there if not worse the same places encompassing with killers on the first name basis i'll be like what up mike what up the ghetto sermon the double g's or deacons at the ghetto sermon man fire all right, the next one comes from the song Oh Double G's Go On. And man, again, uh, not doing it justice by playing the whole song, but I'm going to highlight, you know, a couple bars from this um, song that, again, Solo killed. Grab you, watch you in person, kiss your face and backstab you. See frustration, talk to big me down, kick me down. Said I'll never make it through a big me now. I got my homies, my vision, and I got God too. Eyes to the skies, G's rise as I'm on. Oh, Double G's go on. 
like I said earlier, I was watching that um, tribute on Instagram live that T-Bone had. And one of the things that people were saying that, you know, back in the 90s, man, the devil was scared of of Christian rappers, man, because you had songs like Demon Killer, you know, and, and so uh, that's the gospel gangsters, man. Demon Killer, man. This verse comes from that song, Demon Killer, because again, man, you know, what they did is that they took that mentality of, hey, you know, if, if I was banging, you know, for, for the crib set, if I was banging for the blood set, man, now I'm going to bang for Christ. And so who's who's your enemy, right? Your enemy is, is Satan. Your enemy is, you know, are these demons. So um, they came out with that song, Demon Killer. So let's listen to a snippet from that song. You dealing with a born again believer, a King James reader. When they come to putting in work, I got more stripes than a zebra. See the demon murderer in progress. I'm gripping the phone, stone like his name was Cyrus. Then I put two up in where he digest. Why stress? I guess. Put it down on sight, so I guess you can't deal with the real. Let it on the steel. Let me get this off of my chest. Why, yes, I'm just a spiritual caterpillar. Like Hiller, blood spiller. To make it blunt, a straight demon killer. The other day I had a dream. It seemed that I was crowned the king. Giving the kingdom in the black queen. But I told the kingdom bye. And I kiss the queen goodbye. Cause I'd rather post up in the ghetto when see demons die. See, I don't have no love for demons and they don't love me. So I grab my KJV and I put it down constantly. Takes authority over the strong man when I'm from five nine in him. He's always on my mind and I'm going to sleep and I'm dreaming of finding him. Always like age of breaking darkness in a hundred ways. You attack my soul like I'm a fast and pray a hundred days. And then you'll miss like a gorilla bleeding the blood over your villa. It's the sanctified blood war, demon killer. Killer. <laughs> Yo. Solo talking about grabbing his KJV, right? So, man, I'm sure there were people back in the day who were like, what is he talking about KJV? So KJV is King James Version. So again, back to that mentality that, you know, if I used to bang, you know, for the crib set, man, now I'm banging for God. So instead of grabbing a gun, you know, my gun, you know, metaphorically is my KJV, is my King James Version. All right. Now, the next one we're going to focus on is called Do or Die. Like I said, that's that was the name of their second album that they came out with. Let's listen to Solo Kill It on Do or Die. I let it be known from the judge that this was Christ for life. He put me on with his life and says we bang and I got to get my stripes. Laying in the cut with my Bible in front of my gut. And when I jump up, you know I'm a fallen angel stuck. I'm breaking run and that's the prisoners. I'm taking none. I'm arrested that with them. You ain't staring down the shaking gun. I'm singing demons that was thinking for survival tripping. I rise them up in the name of Jesus, then I Bible whip them. So if you wicked, make sure you still stepping. And my Bible might remain a concealed weapon. See, prayers on my text bit. My Bible's my next clip. I worship and praise the G. You step to me and you get checked quick. See, you feeling with a safe thug. And when I put on my gloves, demons get no love, just more slugs. Now when I'm out, they point the finger at me. I keep my Bible in my khaki, but some trigger happy. Yeah, I gang bang every day. I can't stay neutral, cause Satan hate my guts. So the feelings stay mutual. I'm real with the sun, so real is how I come. I never been to mark if I'ma do it, then it's done. It's Jesus Christ for life, and Satan K all day. And I'ma represent that rhyme until I flatline. To all the Christians, stay on deck, is you and I. In 96, we do a pride, we do a die. Yo, I love that. And the part that always, always gets to me is when he says, yo, you dealing with a safe thug. I love that. <laughs> because again, man, I'm telling you, man, I was, you know, 15 years old, man. I was like, yo, you dealing with a safe thug. You're not dealing with some punk, man. So yeah, that's, that's do or die. That's, you know, his verse on do or die. Now the next one comes from West Coast Rock. And like I said, these guys were 
West Coast, man. They were Cali and they represented Cali and, and the West Coast to the fullest. So let's listen to his verse on West Coast Rock. Just slide, slide, slippity slide. Read the mic and step back and let's solo get it cracking. If you're ready like Freddy, I can rock steady. Keep them hot and sweaty as I drop like a Chevy on go. But what I'm sorry, still ain't understanding me. I text the party single-handedly with no profanity. Profanity leads to calamity. And that's insanity. I'd rather rap about demanding me. Who is he? In the double G, and if he's for me, who can trouble me? I got a bunch into the ounce, and I say what counts, and I see the mic, and like Mufasa, I'll be pouncing. Cause if you can't make a move, then your groove ain't hitting. And if they don't repeat your lyrics, then you really ain't spitting. But we get props on both sides of what we do, cause with ministry and music, we true. I thought you knew the double G's guaranteed to make it jump. Pride making beats that everybody on the pump. Pump it in the church, pump it in the clubs. And if they got the humps, let it bang in your trunk. So I want to talk about his lyrics. All right. I haven't really, you know, broken them down. And again, just for the sake of time, but I really want to point this out. And so in, in this lyrics, he said, I takes the party single handedly with no profanity because vanity leads to calamity. And that's insanity. I'd rather rap about the man in me. Who is he? Oh, he be the G.O.D. dwelling in the double G. And if he's for me, who can trouble me? <laughs> Yo. So what I what I want to point out with that, besides Besides the fact that that's dope is, you know, solo used scripture in his lyrics, man. You know, that that part right there, you know, if he's for me, who can trouble me? That's Romans 831. And so I got to say this, man, when I was writing, you know, rap songs as a 14, 15 year old, you know, and writing songs for my album, I would do the same thing. You know, there were certain, you know, scriptures that I would take and I was like, all right, you know, how can I make this, this word play? How can I make this rhyme? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, solo, I'm telling you, man, he impacted me. And so I love that, man. If God be for me, who can trouble me? Right. All right. Now the next one is a song that a lot of people have said, you know, that they, that they, when they heard it, man, it just, it convicted their life, you know, and, um, it kind of made him, you know, reevaluate their life and, and their relationship with God and the song. I mean, it's called Backslider, man. So off the top, you know, if you're mil- if you're familiar with like, you know, just just evangelical Christianity. Right. You know, just um, that's one of the things that that I remember as a kid, you know, you know, the, the pastor or the preacher would talk about, you know, backsliding. And what backsliding means, man, is that, you know, there was a point in your life when you accepted Jesus Christ as as your Lord and Savior, and then you just backslid, you know, you went back to, to your same ways, or you went back to not trusting God, and not believing in God, and, and uh, really kind of like you turn your back on God, and so this was a powerful song, you know, and, and as always, you know, Solo had a message, and, and like he did in West Coast Rock, where he used, you know, biblical scripture, he did it again on this one, and again, I'm not doing it justice by playing just 30, 45 seconds of it. So definitely check it out. But here's Backslider. Just do it silly, you made it and the feeling ain't there. You fell by the wayside and nobody cared. The other hand is full of blood guilt. But to take away your sin is why it's blood spilled. You walk around with a complex all day, every day. But hey, I heard Paul say, forget the things that are behind me. Just what he said. And pressing forward to the things that are ahead. Revelation, two, four words, more buds. God 
the singing, come back to your first love. Come back home, child, to hold you again is my desire. Cause God is married to the backslider. He never left you, but you left him. What profit is a man that gained the world and lose his soul? See, everything that glitters ain't gold. And that would be deranged, cause nothing is equal to your soul. Man, exchange, so come back home. Cause you're a lost sheep and the wolf is on the road. Forget your own life, lose it for Christ. Please don't look back, no, don't be like Lot's wife. Yo, I'm telling you, <laughs> there's so much biblical reference, biblical truth in that verse, man. It's, man, it's so powerful. All right, so the next one on the list is actually comes from their third album. So their third album was called I Can See Clearly Now. And like I said earlier, you know, this was the album where, you know, they, they broke off from DJ Dove and now they were with Be Right Music. And uh, it's the album that, that won him a Grammy, man. You know, the first two albums didn't um, win him a Grammy, but this one really took him mainstream. Like I said, they were they were touring with Kirk Franklin and, you know, they were they're getting up there, man, you know, in, in terms of popularity. So I'm going to focus on the first song. The first song is Questions, man. And it's, man, powerful song again. Again, I'm not doing it justice. I know I keep repeating myself, so I'm going to stop. But uh, let's listen to Questions. Although the weight of the world seems like it's on my shoulders Can't break the heart of a soldier, but got me getting colder I hear these voices in my head tugging me persistent Sometimes I think I should pray, but feel I'm too distant Oh, will he listen? Hurt the Lord, don't hear no sinner's prayer But recognize your time of visitation when it's there No man can come to the Father, but that's the Spirit drawing Visions of Christ when he died, I cried when I saw him Mutilated with the thorns on his head, would it been me? Seen the nails in his hands as he bled, should have been me Lord, help me, cause temptation's knocking at my door Started with a little sin, then I watched him grow I can't control it, it's too strong, I was controlling me I wish to break away free, but it keeps holding me Maybe the lust of the world's the reason for my treason But the pleasure of sin, that's only for a season And dear God, could you please help me understand How can sin be so wrong, yet so fundamental And why did you kill Satan when he wasn't true But then again, who am I to try to question you? Never question God God, if you can hear me, let's have a little discussion Though they told me as a child, never bother you with my questions I don't need some direction and understand and tell me what to do You just told me half face and never question you Yo, dope, 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 you know, man, just, just great, just great. One of those songs that just makes you think, right. You know, because there are times when, when we want to question God, you know, and, and it's okay to question God, you know, and it's, you know, we have so many questions about why certain things happen in our life, man. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we gotta, we gotta trust, right. We gotta trust to know that, that he knows, um, he knows better than we know. But that doesn't mean we don't have questions. That doesn't mean there aren't things that we want them to answer, you know. But um, so, yeah, powerful song. The next one is comes from the song One Way. Solo, sacked up with the dodo in a brown photo with a nickel plated pearl handle fofo. Hustle on the low low, on the run from the popo. Ear hustling snitches, they showing them pictures of my photo. Still on the godo, hit up the wall with my logo. Blue paisley rag over my face, kick the dough on. P E N U C, dressed up like a hobo. I want the cash flow, the bear bonds and the coco. If I don't slow my roll, I'll probably end up on death row. A hot headed nigga roll, catch a right cross and a left blow. Smash a Chevy pedal, trapped in the ghetto till I make a meal. Remove the Beverly Hills like I'm Jeff Rowe. Shots echo. I 
blacked out and saw the devil while the homie stood in the group and scooped dirt upon a shovel. Tick sung mellow, while Chili Baby played the cello. Repent from sin, could this be the end of Esoello? I saw a tunnel with race flow like a funnel. I woke up dismantled, grabbed my word up off the panel. My survival manual, reading the prophecies in Daniel. I ended up playing Amazing Grace on my piano. On my shoulder sat a dove, rushing in like a flood. Rips, dogs, and street thugs. Hounds and hugs. A vision how life was. And could be, should be in the hood. Show me love. Now the next one comes from the song, What You Gonna Do? Yo, I mean, Solo just made like being a Christian, man, just cool, right? He's like, I take time um, to hang with the father, which y'all call praying. <laughs> That's just, I'm telling you, man, love, love Big Solo. Now, the next one is Operation Liquidation. And I love this one because at the end, Solo provides us five tips. Check it out. I got moves to make in the grooves I create, make my hooves escalate. Why be a hater? I'm just trying to see paper, bless the world over beats and be at peace with the maker. And y'all don't like this, cause I'm righteous. Wanna see me broke while the world roll the tightest. The outcome of a hater and the fool's the same. Out of love, I give you five rules to the game. Code one, a player, never be a hater. Code two, be an innovator, not an imitator. Code three, game and survival, don't be distorted. Code four, never floss on the less fortunate. Code five, always be prepared to die, cause you never know when it's your time to say goodbye. Code five. Hey, always be prepared because you never know when it's your time to die. Man, powerful, powerful, powerful. Because again, tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Now, the next song that I'm going to highlight is Let Us Pray. And a lot of people like this one because it has a Tupac sample.
Now, the next verse that I'm going to highlight comes from the song I'll Be Good. And I'll Be Good is a song that got the gospel gangs to some mainstream, you know, play, radio play. Um, even had a had a video. And, and trust me, I, I say that because, man, videos for Christian rap songs back then, you know, late 90s, early 2000s were unheard of, man. You rarely had videos. And if you did, they were low budget. But this one, again, because the gospel gangsters were with B-Right, this one got, you know, I mean, the video was legit. It was dope. It wasn't, you know, like low budget. So check out his verse in the song, I'll Be Good. Yo, that's that's God for you, baby. I'll be good. That's actually a song that I play in my um, college classroom sometimes. You know, like I said, for those of you who have heard my podcast, you guys know um, that uh, I'll play music, you know, as the students are walking in. And that song, I'll be good, you know, is one that I'll play because very catchy tune. And, you know, I like it and good lyrics as well. So, yeah. All right. Next one comes from. It's the last one that I'm going to highlight from the I Can See Clearly Now album, and it's called Can't Be Faded. Man, I think this is one of, I just love his flow. I love Solo's flow in this track, so let's listen to Can't Be Faded. I comes with heat, they all retreat a face to feet to lay deceased the shackle from my waist to feet in the holding tank with a case to beat. I take some deep, I geek who stole my people's nose to three below. Freeze the flow, compete for dough, delete the foe, repeat the show. Game is poured and games absorbed. Came aboard, struck a chord, Grammy award, which all record, keeps me bored. Help me, Lord. Time is passing, nines is blasting, crime is passion. I'm just fasting, binding, casting, fools is asking, wondering how mines is lasting. Paid my dues, been the schools, been the rules, send my dues. Turning wise men to fools And this is just my interlude Spit a verse and didn't curse All disperse when I converse The biggest purse I serve some first I know it hurts But it gets worse Keep the game I keep some tame Towers ain't allowed to speak my name The beat just came with words That fit the nerve to spit I serve some quick I heard it hits from east to west These the best No need to test Like Solo had to weep his chest Proceed to test In peace they rest In peace they rest And this is hip hop from the streets, call it jihad, and this is hip hop. Yo, I think he killed that one. I don't know. What do you, What do you guys think? Dope, dope, dope. All right. So the next ones. Um. So the Gospel Gangsters had three albums after these three. You know, and um. Got to be honest, man. I couldn't really get into them. Um. There are a couple tracks that I'm gonna highlight. There's three songs that I'm gonna highlight from their last three albums, man. Um, again, I just, I don't know, uh, didn't really get into them. Um, and maybe that's because I, it wasn't, it wasn't anything on their music, man. Maybe that's just, um, because I kind of, 
you know, like I said, I stopped focusing on rap in 2001. Um, but I'm going to highlight three and then I'm going to highlight some of the songs that solo, you know, appeared on where again, I just think he, he, he knocked it out of the park. All right. So let's look at the first one. It's called watch, pray, live holy. Now watch, pray and live holy comes from the album, the Exodus. All right, here it goes. Yahweh told me to go and get my people. So now I'm back on the block with dating eagles on the reef. I always hung with ghetto children. See the homies' names on the wall. The devil killed them. Come thumbing through a drawer full of letters from the pen. Both books full of homies that I'll never see again. What a friend should have tried to listen before you went on Satan's mission. I know that you were Christian, but I still can't see me snitching. I me falling to the floor. I said, what's your plan? I tell my secrets to the Lord, because I trust no man. Keep my eyes open. All open eyes ain't seeing. Keep my mind open. Everybody knowing they believe it. They look back, cracking bullets and residents selling. And with our country at war, what can our president tell him? And we arrested by felons, already got me in cuffs, socking me up, I know only in y'all we can trust, but hey, when I go astray, I hear my mama say, just watch, just watch, yeah, and that's Bobby Ross Avila singing in the background, man, singing that hook, so yeah, that's Watch, Pray, Live Holy, the next one is called A.O., Yeah, I'm telling you, life is like a jungle, so respect to them predators. <laughs> You'd have to know the movie Predator to understand that that reference. But again, his his wordplay was was on point. Now, the next song is from the album Defenders of the Faith, and it's trying times. I really like this one. I really dig this one. So um, let's listen to his verse. Wait, brother, pray. I know another way. My young homie got stripes, but they gave him life just the other day. Used to listen to what his mother said. Now we regulate on inmates, cause hate took the love away. Henry, what could a brother say? But pray every night and live to fight for another day. Now in the spirit, what he say is exquisite. And if they prison me like Paul, would you pay me a visit? Not only that, I gave you the digits. Still believe in the father for a day. And I pray that you get it, anticipating the day you acquitted. I'm right with you. And even if you do life, I'm doing life with you. And now you lay me down to sleep, take the kite with you. And if words of spirit, you can see me right with you, sitting with you, flipping through the scriptures with you. Romans, your homie, read that. You gon' need that. The blood of God will please that. And get bees that can give me feedback. Where the G's at, cash. So, as I was listening to his verse right now, man, I was just thinking about how at this point in Solo's life, so Defenders of the Faith came out like in the two, that 2010s. I can't. I don't know exactly what year, but um, it was, you know, what, 20 years? Yeah, 20 years after, you know, uh, the the first album, Gang Affiliated. So at this point, you know, Solo was more like a Paul, right? And if you have any, you know, biblical knowledge, man, you know that as Paul went got to the end of his life, man, he, 
his focus was on, you know, just helping, you know, the, the church, you know, be better and, and helping the young man like Timothy, you know, and, and just teaching them lessons. Right. And so in his verses, I was listening to right now, you know, you, you hear that, man, you hear, you know, solo, you know, talking about, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to break scripture with you. You know, I'm going to help you out like that. You know, so it's that saying, right. That iron sharpens iron. And, um, one of the things that, that I took from just listening to, um, to people talk about solo on the tribute show that T-Bone did on Instagram was that, you know, there were times when, you know, they got together and it was nothing about music, man. It was just about helping each other out as Christians, helping each other out as brothers in the faith. And so again, man, that's, that's one of the things that, that separates, you know, Mr. Solo. All right. So here we go. We got, we got four songs left, right? I wanted to cover 25. Thank you so much for sticking with me. We have four songs left. And like I said, these are songs that he was featured on. All right. So let's go to the next one. And the song is actually called um, Change Me. And it was on this album called Love to Worship. All right. So I think I love I love his verse, man. So let's listen to it. Wow. I was the outlaw. Yeah. I grew up in the gangland. I used to shake and shoot at you with the same hand. Rope around my neck like hangman. Kept bail, knew I'm going to jail if my name's ran. Yeah, I'm the coach, but the father had the game plan. Staying insane was the frame of the brain scan. Nothing to make a man change like the name can. Now I stand before the congregation as a change man. Written in stone, prayers lift to the throne. Yeah, I still put in work, but the pistol is gone. Yeah, this is for the church word. I dip in the brome and drift in the zone of my own. No other Christian is on. Lyrical bait, so I fish in the song. And got him walking by. Faith, protect the weak and we position the strong Till I'm gone, I'm an eight soldier Witness to take over Glory to his name, I've been changed like a makeover Alright, now the next one is from A1 Swift And the song is called Bring the Praise Born again, you better warn your man about the lost But now I found him I'm the praise for all the AKs that missed And all of the demons that was feeling to put me in the twist Now it's like this, and it's like that yo i love that don't play dumb like a1 i'm swift to bring the word <laughs> That's pretty dope, man. Even to now. And that song came out in 93. All right, guys, we have two more songs now. CMCs. All right. So real quick, real quick. CMCs was a group that the gospel gangsters um, actually found, you know, Samoans, two Samoan brothers who were rapping for God. And uh, they only had one album, but um, solo feature was featured on a song called CMCs Meet O-Double-G's. Who is that? Oh, look at me, the CMC. Now with my clothes, so when you see me at the LQ, 
to the skies, G's wise as I fail, screw. Yeah, you knew, but now you know about the CMC and double G connection. And reflexing, barbecuing demons like a Texan in my section. Yo, I love that last part by recuing demons like a Texan. Hey, gotta represent Texas, baby. All right, so this one, this last song, we got to number 25. And again, man, I know there are probably people out there who are going to listen to this and be like, yo, you left out this verse or you left out this bar. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So these are just the ones that that came, you know, off the top of my head. And as I was, you know, just thinking about, you know, doing this podcast and really I felt led to do this podcast. I was like, look, these are the 25 that just, you know, just stand out to me. All right. Without, you know, taking a deep dive into all the songs. But this one, this one is, I believe, you know, I could be wrong, but this one is the last one that I think he recorded because it came out in 2019. Now, there is word that him and New Wine, and I love New Wine, him and New Wine recorded an album here in the last couple of months that's supposed to come out. But this one, this song, he was featured on an album by an artist called Rick Meeks, and the song is called Pain. And man, Solo, as always, killed it. Here it goes. I don't stress, I know he got me Haters open fire but never shot me Killers went to hell to get the devil himself To give him help and it still couldn't drive me I'm used to warfare, I'm a block G So picture these squares trying to box me I get to flipping the strip, I figured I'd give him a twist And get in the mix, it's a change, so I'm a not me No retreat, no surrender, I am not he Who would turn back and run, I do not flee Thought I was dead like Jonah, threw me in the seat But I'm back like Joshua on day three Y'all think I'm crazy, y'all trying to play me Save me, sure it's the rag blue paisley Days we have to take trips through AZ Back when I had the twin baby, 380s gone off base. Mama think I'm angry, told her I'm a rider, she just prayed for me daily. Stayed till he changed me, how she raised me, didn't want to see a baby. Pulling holes all through the door and it wasn't even war, man, it's grace that amazed me. It's all about survival, so now I got my Bible on a dresser right next to where the KB. Now pray for me. What is life without a little pain? Thought I was dead like Jonah, threw me in the sea. But I came back like yeah in day three, man. <laughs> Solo, big baby. Thank you so much, man, for your. I know you're in, in heaven right now. Thank you so much for your inspiration, man. So that was it. That was the 25 verses, bars, lyrics, man, that have impacted my life um, from Mr. Solo. So I'm going to end this podcast. I know I've probably gone a little bit over than what I've normally gone in the past. But I'm going to end it the way that um, that the Gospel Gangsters ended their first two albums. And uh, that really, really inspired me because it's how I ended my album. It's with uh, a message, right? A message um, of salvation and an opportunity for you to, you know, give your life to Christ or for you to say, hey, I want to accept Jesus Christ into my heart. And so I'm going to play you know, the last outro that they had on the album, Do or Die. And then I'll come back and wrap up this episode. The enemy has set up. Let me tell you something, honey. Jesus has come to destroy the works of the enemy. The enemy, the enemy. I don't care how much drugs you've been taking. Hallelujah. I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care what kind of Today, whether you're through a person to see what is your substance.
to the end of another successful journey. And I'm knowing there's somebody out there that want to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And if that's so, repeat after my homie, Big Solo. Check out. Say, God, I come to you a sinner, asking you to forgive me for every sin that I've committed, knowingly and unknowingly. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of my sins. I believe he was buried and rose from the grave on the third day and now lives forevermore. Come into my heart right now. Save me, deliver me, and fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So there it is. That's how the Gospel Gangsters ended their first two albums. And, uh, man, powerful. Because, again, their mission was to spread the good news, to spread the gospel, and to give people, whoever was listening to their album, an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ into their heart as their personal Lord and Savior. And so maybe, you know, that touched you. Maybe you listened to something in this podcast that that's touched you, that's, you know, just convicted you or made you feel like, man, I need God. I need something. I'm listening to this. And you were like, man, I needed to hear that. So I want to let you know, guys, that you're not alone, man. You're not alone. All right. You're not alone. There's hope for you. As long as you're still breathing, that means that God has a purpose for your life. And this is the reason why I started my mission. It didn't just start in August of 2019 when I started this podcast. This started when I was a 14-year-old kid writing rap songs with the hope that one day, one day, a lyric or something I said or something that I rapped about or, man, just sharing my life and sharing how God changed my life. That one day that I would impact somebody's life. So I hope that you listen to this with an open heart. And as always, man, as always, you know, I wish you faith, hope and love. But if you need anything, if you've been touched, if you want somebody to talk to or pray with, hit me up. All right. Email me ac at acspeaks.com or hit me up on social media at AC Cristalis. Until next time, guys, faith, hope, love.